Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And we are lucky enough to have Miss Marie Huber with us again tonight. So happy to be back. Oh, feel at home here. Well, you know, when you when you've been longing for you, this, you know, you put up an episode, and then all of a sudden, and this has happened a few times so far that we just get a flood of responses. It's like, who was that? That was awesome. What a right. great episode. Get her back and talk less. <laughs> you know, which we can try to do, but we can try. But I'm not guaranteeing anything. Yeah, that's, that it never works. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about obscure movies yeah. and why they mean so much to us. Just movies that, that have, I think, connected in our lives. Uh, one memory or another, whether it meant something, whether it was happy, sad, whatever. Just yeah, we've done movies. We've done yeah, we've done podcasts on our favorite movies. Totally. And these kind of fit into the favorites, but they're not ones that you're willing to say that, you know, well, this is in They my might top. have been outside the top like <laughs> ten favorites that you just Right. It's all about the criteria. It's all about what you you know, how you approach the topic. Yeah. So this one is about and, and they're gonna be kind of obscure movies. Are very obscure. But it's and we're gonna try to elaborate a little bit on why they mean so much to us. Yeah. Try to um, explain. And, and yeah, try to stay with us. We'll try to be brief, but of course, you know, we won't. <laughs> okay. Who wants to throw out the first one? Marie, why don't you, you're the guest. Why don't you throw out the first one that. Okay. Um, I'm going to start us off with one um, that has been a favorite for a long time. And I think it, it made a huge impression on a lot of people. Um, because of the timing of it and it is hackers hackers and i was very young when it came out angelina jolie oh and angelina jolie oh man very much so um but it also um was the very beginning of computer age and being able to what you can do with computers what's cool about computers you felt how can you be cool while you're while you're on a computer and not be nerdy Exactly. Hack. Exactly. These kids were cool. Yeah. So cool. And um, the one I identified most with was Freak. Oh yeah. And his his wittiness and his um, ability to joke around with everybody, all the cast, was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. No. I. I. One of my favorite characters for sure. One of my favorite scenes of his, honestly, was the very end when they're doing, I mean, without spoiler, I mean, this came out in the, with the 90s. I don't so think I, you yeah, have I to, think we're really okay, have to do honestly. that, right? Okay. So, uh, but in the in the end of the movie where he, they're in the train station. The subway. Subway station. Mm-hmm. And they needed to hook up to the phones and using and, pay phones yeah right what's and a pay phone hacking right? through pain phones and he just like starts screaming he's like oh 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 and just like kind of goes <laughs> off and he's like just stress reliever had to be done i just feel like i gotta do that before every podcast now you he know he was I a little just, hyper get out of, get it out a little bit before it happens yeah and serial killer yeah and, you know, Matthew oh, yeah. Lillard, he's been in a lot of movies since then. He's kind of, you know, and not in the same league as Angelina Jolie. No. By any means. No. But he's he's known. Honestly, I really enjoyed the acting. 
I thought it was good. I thought the storyline was good. I mean, I still watch it today and really enjoy how it was put together. I just thought it was a well-made movie. I own it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have yeah, the DVD. I, I honestly think that I, I've watched it because of you. So Probably. That's probably. And it's very quotable. Yes. Yes. We have a lot one of, of my fun favorite, with that. One of my favorite pieces is... You know, all of the quotes that came from that movie that, you know, crash and burn and Right, exactly. Yeah. It's fun. No, it's 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 a lot of fun and uh we've had fun talking about it for sure. So um I actually have another movie that for me you brought into my life uh and has been a movie that I have loved and quoted again something we've connected with. Um but Empire Records. I know, Dad, you haven't seen it. Damn the man. No. I'm not sure you would like it. Probably I think, not. I, I, you might. I don't know. But it was... Maybe once. Right. Uh, no, I just... I loved the uh, all the characters. It, it had Liv Tyler in it. Um, mm-hmm. It had uh, a couple other of, uh, people that actually came in and uh, had some pretty good careers. But I thought that it was... It was funny and it's an entertaining film and it's almost um, it's almost like a breakfast club. Yeah. Where there's so many different personalities. It's like a generational thing, too. I think if you grew up in that time period, you really understand it. Because breakfast club is 80s, right? Yeah, exactly. So Empire Records is almost like the 90s version, Uh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I would throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, 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 again, quotable, extremely quotable movie. Um, Rex Manning Day. Oh, that's the second one I've already had. Since oh, yeah. We talked about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rex Manning Day. Uh, shout out to anyone who's watched Empire Records. Absolutely. I, I think that that's, that's an awesome one. It's definitely obscure. Everybody has them. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You know, everybody has a movie that is not necessarily critically acclaimed or not up on everybody's top 10 list when you, you know, when you go to IMDb or whatever, but, but they mean something to you, you know, or you just enjoy them. And when we talked about movies on our previous podcast, we talked about just how it makes you feel. Yeah. You know, what kind of emotions it it invokes. And sometimes it's because of the time of your life that you were watching it. Yeah, totally. And the surroundings and and what was going on. Does it relate to what's happening? And, you know, or yeah, or you relate to a character connecting to it. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that when we started talking about this topic that occurred to me was a Joe versus a volcano. Yes. And, you know, the movies that we would take every summer to Mexico. Yeah. Or wherever we went on vacation. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. I just watched Captain Ron with my kids the other Captain day. Ron. Captain Ron. You mentioned that before, and and it's definitely one of those classics, Mexico classics. Yeah, yeah. These, you know, these are not necessarily on everybody's top ten list, but they just have a meaning to us because when we would go to Mexico or we would go, uh, one year we went up and got had a cabin for Christmas, and these are the movies that I would take, and you just stick them in, and you don't necessarily have to watch them because you know them by heart. Exactly. But, you know, while you're playing a game or when you're you're doing things, you're in and out from the beach, the movie's on and you come in and, oh, I love this part. And you sit down and watch five minutes or 10 minutes of it. 
and then off, you know, back down to the beach or whatever. That's the best part, you know, when you have those those lovable movies is just throw them on in the background, you know, throw them on while something's happening, you know, you can just come in in the middle of it and just laugh your ass off for 10 minutes and then walk away and you don't have to watch any more of it. Yeah, and you mentioned how a movie makes you feel and and I'm going to throw out another movie that that I just it makes me feel good every time I watch it. And that's Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Man. Both Sister Act movies are just Whoopi so Goldberg. good. Whoopi Goldberg is That's the first she, Whoopi sighting on this podcast by the way. Yeah. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> She's she does a fantastic job. Um both you're right. Both of those movies and the second one's a little catchier than the first one. Yes. Totally. Um, but but both a little of those more hip hop vibe to it a little bit. It I does. Think. The kids and yeah, you know, a little bit more of the drama, but um but it's definitely one for me that that I own because it's not on very often, but I will play and and I absolutely love. You know what's funny? Just thinking about those two movies and how they kind of played out. And, you know, we're talking about how it has that hip hop vibe to it. But, you know, they're both good movies. Well, I feel like without Sister Act 1, Sister Act, it, it almost kind of made Sister Act 2 better because we wanted, that's kind of what we wanted. You know, oh, absolutely. That's, that's how it, it, it brought it to a whole new level. The and, respect that the sisters have for Whoopi. Yeah. As a Las Vegas showgirl. Oh, yeah. She's a headliner, people. She is not just a showgirl as a father, Las Vegas They brought headliner. her back in, you know, they're like, we <laughs> yeah. need your help again. And, and they deceived Father Thomas, I think it is. Yep, That's a yep. huge deal for the sisters. And and yeah, absolutely. It, all of a sudden, all the students have to figure out that, you know, she's a Las Vegas showgirl. It's this big deal. Right. Oh, man. Very compelling. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, you know, you never know what movies are, are going to hit you that way. You know, it, it can be a movie that you don't necessarily think that you would enjoy, but because of of the circumstances, you know, you, there's movies that that you wouldn't necessarily. You mentioned a couple times that you own movies and putting them in. And what I find with myself is there's movies that I really like that if it's on, and then whether it's a premium channel or a regular channel, I'll watch it and I'll watch whatever portion is is on. But I won't, and I, I have that movie you know, back in the cabinet, right. but I won't go and get it and put it in the DVD player, which is an interesting phenomenon that I think about it from I time to time. these is, days, when it comes to that, the perspective's different. Wow. You know? Okay. Thank you, Adam. Uh-huh. I think when you have a lot of shows on and you have all your premium channels and you have all these things, you always, always, and I mean, this is the feeling I always get, so I'm just assuming it carries on, but it's you have a feeling there's something better out there. There's something better I could be watching right now. There's something I want to watch more than what I'm watching right now. And this yeah, undecisiveness. That's, that's a millennial thing. There's a convenience factor also because we, we have purchased DVDs that have digital copies. Yeah. And you know what? Those digital copies get played on our Apple TV a whole lot more than walking up the stairs, picking out oh, a DVD, I have to, I have to open up the case, it in the player, right? Right. It's created a whole new world. Convenience how, how less, almost like adds right. into what you want to watch. How mm-hmm. last century is actually finding a DVD Jeez, and then putting it in? Man. It's almost like going, standing up to go get the DVD is like part of the adventure. Like you know? the kids it's being the like, remote control. Oh, this man. is a huge evolution, right? <laughs> so yeah, okay. So there's. There's that, and there's movies 
you know, over the years that have been that for me that, you know, if you, if you come across it, you'll watch it. I remember back a long time ago, Calamity Jane was one. And I think I mentioned it earlier on a, an earlier podcast have, yeah. that if it was on and my dad and I were in the same room, you know, we would watch it and, you know, Doris Day at her best. And it was a fun movie, but it was just something about that. It was, it, it was one that he liked that I liked and we would just watch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's back when you watch TV live, you know, there was no DVR. There wasn't, you had to kind of like just deal with what was on and well, exactly. And, there wasn't even VHS back then. Yeah. You know, so you couldn't watch a movie. I can imagine the euphoria of finding something you actually wanted to watch at that point. Was well, just, yeah, that's back in the, you know, TV guide days where you're you, scouring, you the, waited for, you what waited the show, days. Yeah. You're watching. Yeah. You, 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 you get it at this, you know, the first part of the week and you scour the TV guide to see what's going to be on. And then you, you have to, you know, make time for that. And the novelty of the commercial break. I try and relay to my kids what it was like when yeah. you would watch live TV. Yeah, what that I mean, it, about it. That everybody, okay, it's commercial. Go do whatever you need to do. And then somebody would stay and sit on the couch and scream, it's back on. Oh, and, and God forbid somebody would call you when the show came on. Right. I mean, you just get furious at that person. You go, why are you calling me? I'm, my show is on. And you hang up on them and you never talk to them again. But those are back in those days. See, and you know, I just have that millennial, millennial. It's millennial. It is a, it is millennial. Should we do a buzz Where's level? A buzz level <laughs> right now. Jeez, what is going on right now? So millennial. What's <laughs> what would you say your buzz level was? I know that we started this podcast not too long ago, but I have been drinking for a little bit, so I want to say that I'm up. I'm, I'm above a five. Just gonna say that. Probably at like a 6.7, 7.3, somewhere in between there. Okay. Well, with the length of that answer and the ambiguity of the range that he gave, uh, yeah, we don't expect a lot from Adam tonight. So, Marie, where are you? Um, I would say I am at a, a, a 5.36. Holy cow. I got two fives with me. Mm-hmm. Five You're pluses. Welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm just going to join the club because we did have a good time before we started tonight. Probably a mistake, but maybe not. You be the judge. I'm at a 5-4-3. Okay. So we're all above fives. We've done this before, so we know that we can make it through it. I think this is going to happen. Okay, so the movies that are obscure. One that oh, anybody that knows me knows that this is you know top of my list is Tremors. Yes. Yes, my son. I have recently, yes, I have... Grandpa has introduced Tremors to my son. To Alex. Yes. We, we shared that. As he should be. Yes. He was impressed. I would, Even I, what are they called? The ass blasters. Oh, no. Oh, that's he, later. He, went on, he went on to number two. Oh, he's seen. Yeah. We watched four or five. No, the original is Graboids. After. Oh, the original is amazing. And that's one I remember from childhood Right. Because that's, well. you know, that's Absolutely. Kevin Bacon. I mean, right. Right. I mean, you, you've got Reba McIntyre and. Kevin Bacon, how can you go wrong? Who, you can't. Who, what was the actor's name uh, that was married to um, to Reba? Reba? Michael Gross. Yeah. Michael Gross. Love him. Yeah. yeah from yeah. Family Ties. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Michael Gross and Fred Ward is is Kevin Bacon's yeah. sidekick. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I don't man. know the name of the girl that plays the uh, seismologist. 
Um, okay, yeah. I don't ever remember seeing her in anything. I don't think no, she I ever. I don't think so. When yeah, she might might have gotten eaten by a graboid. I'm not sure. <laughs> Tremors in is is an experience, and that's for sure. It's it's a movie that you don't easily forget. It's so unique. I don't know. I mean, it's like an earthquake is not actually an earthquake, right? Well, I think it it kind of goes back to dinosaurs. You know, like that's what I think of when I come to Tremors. It's just like this. It's it's a prehistoric animal that lives underground. Well, nobody knows that. No one does, but I think they do. Have yeah, one of my what have you heard of area have you heard of area 51 yeah right. and that, that is in nevada as well all right so you know we can end that conversation now it's just it's okay so no, one of the best lines in it is fred ward looks at kevin bacon and the seismology girl yeah seismologist girl nice and says where did these come from why don't you know somebody has to know about these things and Kevin Bacon's response is, no, everybody knows about it. We just didn't tell you. <laughs> so, you know, and they have these little things that, uh, these little spines that push them through the, the dirt, the soft, yeah, the soft dirt. So, yeah, because, you know, in Nevada you, and Arizona, there's a lot of soft dirt out here. Yeah. Yeah. And so they had to get to solid rock. Exactly. So, and it's, it's the adventures of getting on solid rock and, and how they deal with the graboids. And then of course, then you have tremors two, three, four, and five. Yeah. They continue as, the adventure, man, but they Reba, just got better as it kept going. Yeah, no, it didn't. No. Um, <laughs> and you know, Reba gave up after the first one and so did Kevin Bacon, but Fred Ward hung through and Michael gross all yeah. the way to the end. And they're actually fun, but yeah, they're very obscure. And the later one that, that Alex and I watched was not that bad. So the and one, I expect- the back in the Western one? Yeah. Maybe. No, the second one is, no, okay, that's not the Ass Blasters. That's when they... No, I think three. Three is, three yeah. is Ass Blasters. I think Where they three fly. is when you get there, right. And they are in the one we watched, but it wasn't, the acting wasn't as bad as I kind of anticipated, so... Yeah, well... Well, no, it's got Michael Gross in it. It does. Come on. Redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> you just know at that point. Yeah. <laughs> What other movies have we well, got? Well, I, I got a movie that spoke to me through high school and just kind of was something that helped connect me with one of my best friends of all time. And I, I, it was just a comedy. I've, I think I've mentioned it in the past in one of our movie episodes, but it was Wedding Crashers. Love that movie. Um, and just, you know, Luke Wilson and, and Vince Vaughn, the connection that they had as, as best friends and how they portray you know, the best friend relationship and the ups and downs for me was perfect. Because they, they did a certain experience. Right. Right. You know, doing the wedding crashing together and and having that connection. And being replaced. Right. You know, and, and moving on to a different was, was a huge deal. And, and, you know, relationships go through those kinds of things. Yeah. For me, I, I just felt like it was, it was it was hilarious. It was funny. Um, helped me through, you know, whatever moments I was going through at that time. Obviously, high school, a lot of crazy roller coasters, ups and downs. But it was uh, it was awesome, and I think that I will always remember that movie going forward. I I pretty sure I know every line to it. So it was more about the friendships than it was the actual wedding crashing. Totally. You know, and I, you know, I think that that it, it could have been, you know, I mean, it wasn't necessarily that that movie meant much other than it just reminded me of the great time I was having with my best friend at, 
at that moment. No, I've seen the movie and it's not real deep. So no, 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 no. it's so, not at all. So you, but it's funny and but, it is a good movie. Yeah, and you connected on totally. a different level. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Is right. You know, not necessarily that it's a great movie because it's not. No. But, <laughs> but just that connection exactly. that you had with that friendship, with the connection that that. Well, those and talking two guys about had. a not deep movie, uh, uh, kind of following suit with a friendship is clueless. Yeah. And Alicia Silverstone that in this movie. That could possibly be the not deepest movie ever. Ever, right? Yeah. Um, was was a, a huge deal. And in, in this is middle school for me. But I had a friend that we decided we were going to make our own version of Clueless. And so we cast our friends as who they were. And I was Ty. Oh, of course. Right? And um, and so we started writing out the script, and and it never it never actually happened. Never came to much, but it never came to fruition. But we we definitely planned it, and it was it's one that I'll remember, and I know almost every line. There you go. Right. Yeah. Well, if you're going to reshoot it, you kind of have to know. Yeah, the, at that exactly. point, the lines and stuff. But that's that's fun. I mean, going into that and having uh, you know, again, we go back to the same thing: friendship. Yeah. And you're sharing it with your friends, and it's a movie that okay, we can do this better than they did. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, we don't have a camera, and I don't know where we're going to get one, but let's let's cast it anyway. And the time that's spent and the camaraderie that that you share, it's just great fun. Yeah, absolutely. I have another movie that I like. I actually, it's a, interesting because this movie has two moments in my life that really stand out. One was, I think, the first time I watched it, which was well at my aunt Cherry's house. Um, Sharon and Sherry. I okay. guess it wasn't my aunt, but she was said my aunt at that time, as I recall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. By some people, I guess. But I remember going there uh, with the kids, and and I think it might have even just been me and Zach and Jocelyn, and we were there, and they had to put on a movie for us to watch, and so the movie was Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth with David Bowie. That is such a yes. Threw it on and. You know, very um, nostalgic. Very, very great movie. Uh, <laughs> David Bowie as well. Yeah, okay, and, and another. You know, I yeah, I, I really enjoyed the 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 director. I I can't remember his name, but he also did Dark Crystal as yes. well, um, which I thought was a good movie. But uh, that movie was 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 so strange. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's, it's very peculiar. out there. It's very unique. And um, weird, I think, is the word you're totally. searching for. Mm-hmm. So, in in kind of bringing that full circle, you know, back to my other memory that kind of brings that to, because it just it brought me back. I really, really remember. I don't know why I remember watching it for the first time. With, oh, I seek that movie out. I have the same with Jocelyn and Zach. I don't to that I, movie. I mean, I remember the room, the smells, of, everything. I have I have one that's kind of like that. That that. I remember, and it's Arachnophobia, yeah. which is a very random movie to have. As interesting, but I have a very vivid memory of watching this movie. Yeah, in a, a party setting, and the kids were all up in a room, and Neil Anderson was there, which is an old friend. Wow! That, that yeah. I, I just have a very vivid memory of Travis and Neil watching this movie and not enjoying it. At all. This is arachnophobia with spiders everywhere. Shout out to Neil. But yeah, but I just remember. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I I just remember 
um, that experience. And I don't have an older brother. I have younger brothers. Yeah. And Neil always kind Neil of was, was your that, older. that older brother to me. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That just kind <laughs> no. of threw me off. Wow. Touch something there. Sorry. Talk about our, being mean, meaningful. Our, 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 yeah, our family, uh, we have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, family friends. Yeah, yeah, family friends that uh, one of the, the oldest um, son actually got shot. Yeah. Um, and killed in his backyard uh, while kind of shooting with one of his friends. Anyway, sorry. Accident. Yeah. yeah. It was... It was crazy, crazy incident. Yeah. But uh, that, that that's another reason why that memory is is so vivid and important so totally um but kind of bringing it back to to labyrinth right and and how they you know the first moment was that the second moment (laughs) a little different um i'd I'd gotten a weed cookie from one of my good friends and going another episode another episode with weed (laughs) with talking about uh our favorite substance and so um i don't think it's a tower (laughs) (laughs) i'll second that all right cool uh, so anyway, so, it, you know, I got a, a weed cookie. He said, you know, take, take a bite, half a bite and you'll be good. And so me and Trevor the Red, as, uh, everyone knows who he is, um, we took a half a bite each and, and waited a half an hour as you should. And, and it never ended up coming upon us. So we half a bite, half a bite. How do you take a half a bite? Exactly. Right. So we ended up taking a full bite after that, thinking that whoever told us to take a half a bite was ridiculous and we should never have done that at all. Um, we took a full bite and about a half an hour later, I was tripping beyond out. ridiculous. Right. It, the la- We decided we were going to watch the labyrinth and it was, well, a- you almost have to, if you Man, yeah. Or listen to Cottonmouth Kings talk about obscure. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, and I, I got to right to the point where there was the talking caterpillar. And he was like, hello. <laughs> and at that point, I was gone. I was done. Just done. Yeah. But that was, you know, I, I will never forget Labyrinth because of those two moments. That will forever be in my mind. Well, I, the moral of that story is, you know, Listen to who you buy weed from. Exactly. (laughs) Take the half bite and be happy with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the full bite will send you over the top. Bite you in the ass. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, a movie for me that that is very obscure, that is important to me, I just love the movie, is Cannery Row. And it's Nick Nolte and Deborah Winger. And I don't know if anybody knows about this movie. They know, you know, if you know me, you know about it because I've told you about it. I've heard of it. But it's, you know, and John Huston does a voiceover. And because of the voiceover, you know, it's... Is it kind of like a narrating? Is it? Yeah, basically. It's a voiceover explaining certain parts of the movie. Okay. And it's the 50s in uh, Monterey, California. And the canneries, the sardines yeah. that they had canned for forever, the, all of a sudden the sardines disappeared. And so the canneries are shutting down. So it's just the people that are left on Cannery Row. And Nick Nolte is a marine biologist. And Deborah Winger is kind of a girl down on her luck, and she just shows up on Cannery Row. And the the Bear Flag restaurant, which is not a restaurant, it's actually a house of prostitution. Hmm. So she shows up, and she's looking for work, so she tries to get a job as a waitress at the Bear Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. They don't have waitresses. But just the interaction, the pace of the movie, and the voiceover from John Huston, it's just relaxing for me. And I think that, that it's, it's well acted. 
it's one of those that on a Sunday afternoon, and I know in Arizona it doesn't rain, but if it ever rains on a Sunday afternoon, that movie's going in. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. Yeah. And one of my uh, great memories of that movie is that, and I believe it was an anniversary or my birthday, maybe it was my birthday one year, and we were in Eugene, and Heather surprised me, taking me out, and she got a limo. Oh. And in the limo was a VHS player. That's how long ago it was. Nice. And she had got her hands on that movie. So talk about background and how great it is, is we're driving around on our way to wherever we were going that night, and I don't think it really mattered, but she stuck the movie in, and so Cannery Row is playing, and we're driving around in this limo. Oh, man. That's got to be great. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Talk about a a memory associated with a movie. Totally. Maria, do you have another one? I do. I was just about to say, I have have another one that has been recently introduced to my kids, and the uh, reaction of my kids says a lot about this movie and the movie is the sandlot and baseball has always been something you know dad you love baseball and so i grew up played it for a lot of years yeah played it and i grew up you know watching a lot of baseball with you it's one of my favorite sports because of it and my kids watch sandlot and it's on netflix or hbo oh yeah recently i've been looking for it for years for them to see yeah And my kids range from 10 to 3. So finding a movie that they are all three excited to watch and watch every minute of is is kind of rare. But they sat within inches of each other the entire thing and watched. And there's that's a quotable movie also. No, one of one of the most quotables for sure. I mean, they've made uh, you're killing me smalls T-shirts for days. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great, great movie. I have many memories myself uh, that have to do with that movie. Well, and, and that's the fun thing for me when, you know, there's a movie that I see and then I, I share it with you guys. And then now you're sharing it. You mentioned Joe versus a volcano. Yes. And, and a couple. Oh, I'm Captain gonna, Ron. You said Captain Cap- Ron. Captain Ron. Ron. And, and we have a couple of others that are that are Christmas movies that I believe you purchased for us a few years ago, but are yeah. now in our rotation. Uh, vacation is one that my kids Christmas, know Christmas intimately. Vacation, yeah. Um, another one that we really love is Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, my kids know Scrooge and love Scrooge and Bill Murray, and th- that is just a classic Christmas movie. Um, it's not necessarily not every moment of is it appropriate for my three year old, but we still watch it. Oh, every she season. powers through it. <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing. But, you know, that's the fun thing is, you know, the generational things and the movies that we, you know, that we watched, that we, we purchased in VHS. Right. And then, you know, then. And the then made it to DVD. DVD. Right. And you purchase the DVD and it's, you know, generational to share those kinds of things. Because, you know, that's the fun thing about movies. And, you know, again, when we, when we had our podcast about our top 10, you know, part of what we talked about was not necessarily that these are the are the best movies right or that we feel that these are the best movies ever made these were the top 10 of the movies that we enjoyed absolutely and i and i took notes and i watched some of those movies because you guys recommended them and absolutely i mean chinatown was one that i watched that i would not have watched without hearing about it on the podcast and it was an amazing movie that's a good movie and that's the fun thing is you know being able to share things and especially when you find something obscure and 
you know, and, and we totally understand that if you don't have that connection, you know, Sister Act 2 may do, not do it for you, <laughs> you know, but when you're, you know, 12 years old, then Sister Act 2 was the bomb. I mean, that was It was the very cool. Yeah. Well, an obscure movie that that means a lot to me and and my son alex has watched it also i own i own it i'm um but it's the never-ending story oh yeah. yeah so that's one that that may not be well known anymore um i'm not sure if it was well known back then no it no, was it, it actually was, was absolutely it? i was. i absolutely remember watching that and having it be a yeah a big movie that came out i remember Never ending story two. Um, just but that world when of that, fantasy. And that first one came out, yeah. It's a boy that's reading that book and then the story's happening in real life as he's reading it and just the drama and like it him was yelling kind of a at new it. It was concept, yeah. It was intense, yeah. you know, that he was fighting for what was actually happening in real life. But, but he it was, was like, affecting the story also. It was almost like he was yeah, it was and interacting he, exactly. with the characters. And it was like what he was gonna do was gonna affect what was going to happen in that. I think what was what was so intriguing about it, and the characters in that are fun. You know, we totally. were, we called that movie the Rock Man movie for a long time. Yeah, the big, right. Big the... guy that eats rocks and mm-hmm. cruises around. So good movie. Yeah, the, there's just there's a bunch of them. You know, and some of them are obscure. Some of them aren't. You know, everybody remembers the first time they saw Star Wars, and right. You know, and, and some of the you know the bigger movies, but you know they're they're just with me. There's just certain actors. I think that you you talked about Joe versus the volcano and and I will watch a movie and Tom Hanks is obviously well known. Oh yeah. But you know to watch some of his early movies like Joe versus the volcano but then also you know I'll watch which I haven't seen yet I've been meaning to watch is Captain Phillips which is one of his newer oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. I think that that's really cool and and, and I think we sh- yeah everyone should do is 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 find people that are well known actors actresses you know, there's not actresses anymore. Um, yeah, what's up with that? Why do they no call idea. themselves actors? Everyone is an actor now. It's not like there's Everyone no gender. There's no yeah, gender women call preference. themselves actors. There's no gender preference anymore. Okay. Um, so anyway, but uh, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to ask find out TJC, what's going on I'm with sure that. He knows about that. I'm sure of it. Um, if not, he could figure it out. I make something up. He'll have an answer for you either way. <laughs> so finding uh, an actor that is well known and will actually go back and look at their first couple movies or look at, you know, how they started. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to see it when it came out, awesome. But I think there's a lot of actors out there that we maybe haven't seen their first couple movies. And I think that there's something to be said about people that have made a name for themselves. You know, they probably were pretty good when they first came out. Maybe not. And having a favorite, you know, I've always loved Sean Connery. Yeah. And, you know, I have yet to go back and watch all of the 007s of Sean Connery. Um, but what's yeah. the the prison movie that he made? I'm not a big prison movie oh, person. Oh, man. Do you remember when they break out of... No, I know exactly what you're talking about. They break out of Alcatraz. Yes. And it's with him and Nicolas Cage. Yes. And it's... Anyways, it just, you know, I'll watch a movie because he's in it. And yeah. going back and watching, I would totally watch the 007 movies that he was in. I adore him. Right. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks. You know, Tom Hanks, you go back to Bosom Buddies, which was a TV show he, that he would, did with Peter Scolari. And then, you know, from there, his first movie was Splash. Right. Yeah. Turner and Hooch after that? Oh, yeah. Much after that. I just wrote down Turner and Hooch. 
Did you really? Because when I was listening before about your top movies, I was shocked that Turner and Hooch was not mentioned even. But what do you, which one do you take out? That's, that's I, always well, the, no, the tough it, thing. even in the after list, there was a lot that was mentioned yeah. after that were just, you know, almost there. And that's another I've shared with my kids. We all love Turner and Hooch. We turn oh, yeah. it on Tur- every time it's, it's available. Yeah. Turner, Turner and Hooch is great. He did Bachelor Party too, which, you know, again, that's, this is always early stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe versus the volcano with uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yep. And, and Splash just watched with Alex, right? Yeah, we just watched that. He came home and said, oh, I got to watch Splash. Very nostalgic. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's a it's a perfect case of you can go back and, you know, especially if you didn't, you know, you're not old enough to have watched those when they came out. They hold up. Yeah. You know, they're they're fun movies. And, you know, one that we did bring up, I'm sure everybody knows it's big. Yes. You know, which was was absolutely an amazing movie. You know, that's the other thing is that, you know, you can have some movies that maybe are a little bit more obscure because of, you know, you watched it because of who's in it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we all kind of do that. You know, we have a favorite actor, right? A preference and who we want to watch. And you know, Matt Damon for me, whatever he does, I'm watching it. Yeah. He's pretty solid. One that's a little obscure for me that, that I've actually searched her specific name is Mandy Moore. And I really like her movies. She did one, Mandy Moore is definitely, um, you know, known as a singer first, um, but she's she's one of those that can hold her own as an actress as yeah. well. She did one, uh, I believe, when she was a high school student. She had cancer, or yeah, she was terminally ill in it, and and that one's real good. I believe that she played. Was it Devin Sawa? Which I had a huge crush on when yeah. I was younger. It might not be him, but I think it is. Yeah. No, that was that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Well, the we're name. getting so obscure now that know, we don't right? even know the names of them. <laughs> so that's really just, awesome. We'll find this one out. Yeah, well, I'm going to TJC this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he should be here. He should be looking <laughs> this stuff up. He's letting the talent hang out here without you know without backup. You know, executive there's one producer. that she did with Diane Keaton that was good. Also, she Diane Keaton was kind of an overbearing mother to her and her sister, and setting her up. I think she put out an ad in the in the paper or something for a, a partner for her daughter. And, and it, I, I, but I just, I, I searched for her name just because I liked kind of that feel good yeah movie. Well, there's one obscure movie and I, I guess it's obscure. It, nobody really talks about it that I really enjoyed was Dave, Kevin Klein, who was a lookalike of the president and the president got sick and, and it showed, which is apropos right now, okay, I think I've seen that. all of the corruption that goes on at the white house. And so he kind of stepped in and with this naivete just said, why can't we make these things work? And took a very simplistic approach to mm-hmm. trying to get certain things passed and through committees. And, and uh, I just, I, Sigourney Weaver oh, is really? in it. Yeah. Hmm. She plays the president's wife. So the movie is called A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember. That's true. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for jumping mm-hmm. on. Many more. I was just you know, wait trying for to click about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. There, there are those kinds of movies that, you know, and it's it's pretty well documented that I like the feel good movies. I like the ones that end well, and so do I. And just to put it out there, I don't give to you know what's about Rotten Tomatoes or IMBD rating. I am burn. right there with you. TJC burn <laughs> big time. You are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that everyone has their own view. I think that. Yeah, critics is it's it's a hard 
hard thing to to put into your own view on things, you know, and how you like it and how you perceive it. It's it's always going to be different. Everyone's different. It's hard to say that they're going to like what you like. So, well, watching movies, it really depends on what you're willing to overlook. You know, if there is so true a mistake mm-hmm. with something or or the way an actor, which there will be for the most times, to be you honest. know, the way an actor plays a particular role or or whatever, um, you know, what you're willing to overlook. You know, I'm a big continuity fan. You know, and of course, Ocean's Eleven, when they keep going back to Brad Pitt and his shrimp cocktail, you know, goes from a plate to a goblet, back to a plate to a bowl. You know, I mean, just I look at that stuff and I'm like, oh, wow, really? It wasn't somebody in charge of that. Um, but those continuity things. But there are certain movies, and and the one that I'll always go back to is Raiders of the Lost Ark, because that movie was so engaging for me, and I really enjoyed it that I was willing to overlook the fact that he went 1,200 miles, you know, hanging onto the the railing of a submarine. You know that all of these different things that when you look at them, they're like, oh, you know, wait a minute. You know, that's just, yeah, that's not going to happen. Absolutely ridiculous. But but. the movie was so engaging and it was so much fun that I was willing to suspend my disbelief and, and not get hung up on these different things, which happens to me, you know, probably 40% of the time, at least with movies where there's something that bumps me to the point where I'm like, okay, is this worth it or not? You kind of lost me here, but there are movies that, that take you past that. And if you're engaged you know, whether it's a time in your life or whether it's, it's, you know, a particular situation where there's, you know, whether it's friendship, whether it's friendship, you know, or, or, or whether it's, you know, any particular piece that, that touches you and you're willing to just kind of go, yeah, you know, I love that. And sharing it with friends, you know, whether it's casting a movie with your friends right, and trying to figure out, you know, who's going to play what, you know, just fun things like that. It's so just having it in common where, you know, Adam and I send text messages about hackers and empire records that, that just make us both smile. Yeah. The obscure references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The inside jokes. Yeah. The movie quotes and, and all of that. It's just really fun. So, okay. Well, I think that, uh, we've done this one. Yeah. So Marie, again, thank you very much for coming back. And if the, you know, all the adulation and, and all of the mail and all of the notices I get continue, you'll be back soon. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you rushing back. Time of my life, you guys. All right. So, Adam, again, I'm just always impressed. Always. Every single episode. Pleasure. Same here. Oh, my gosh, Long time listener. You know what, guys? More perspectives. Remind ourselves to keep you humble. And if my brother should fall, our sister's ever stumble. Pick you back up. Life's a my speed. A sore spot. We're still just trying to figure it out. Before what day? Obsession, money can't help you see the 
remorse when you're dead Well, mama said that I don't gotta be part of the world to truly love Pray for a difficult life to live and rise above it This is the time I'm at, so to speak, tasted so Let's do everything we can before I Others wanna fight Because our light is in their eyes 